Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Soche. Episode 88 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost, the best web hosting for only $3.95 a month. That's right. Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation, plus Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. For more information, just head over to sociallysupportive.com and click the ad on the website. Hello, Social Pack! Happy New Year. It is January the 2nd. If you are listening to this episode on release date, Happy New Year to you. I hope that you had a fabulous time ringing in the new year. And I don't care if that means that you were up until the wee hours of the morning socializing with your family and friends, or if that means that you were snug in the bed by nine o'clock at night and nobody was bothering you. Whatever your definition of partying is, I hope that you partied like a rock star. I saw something somewhere that I've shared on Facebook one time and it said, I like to party. And by party, I mean take naps. So if that's you, then hopefully you got to do that. Before we get into today's content, I do have two announcements for you. First off, I'm excited to let you know that I have a new ebook coming your way soon. Yes, it's titled What Customers Want. In this ebook, I am combining my social sciences knowledge plus my years of experience in dealing with customers in social media and digital spaces to help you understand why customers get so frustrated with us over social media, what causes them to lash out, and what it is that we can do to calm them down and help them feel more comfortable. And then I'm also going to give you responses you can use right away to get that customer back to being a happy, loyal customer that wants to recommend you to their friends and family. You don't want to miss this. Well, how can you get it, you wonder? If you are already a member of the social pack, it will just arrive in your inbox pretty soon. And if you're not already a member of the social pack, just head on over to sociallysupportive.com, click on the right side of the screen to sign up for the social pack, and you will get this ebook delivered right to your inbox. I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's got some really useful information in there. So that's the first announcement. The second announcement that I want to make is I have decided that I am going to extend the free 30-minute coaching sessions through January. What? Why? 
Because I wasn't able to get to as many people as I wanted to to provide assistance, it was December, so my time was limited, you were out of the office, and so I just felt like you needed a little bit more of my time. So I'm going to go ahead and in the show notes, there'll be a link where you can click to schedule. I'll have it posted up on the sociallysupportive.com front page of the website. That's my gift to you for a happy new year. So feel free to reach out and ask me anything that you want to ask me. You can ask me more information about the ebook, about what customers want. We can dive deeper into the content that's on the shows and we can customize it for you and your organization to make sure that you can really take the information and run with it. One of the most important things to me about this show is that there's information that you can take away and use right away. The show is designed in that fashion. So that's what I want you to have out of the free coaching sessions as well. If you need help with your 2018 strategy, if you need help understanding what you should do about picking out technology vendors or particular pieces of software, whatever it is that you need help with, we can get it hashed out together. All right, let's move on to today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Walt Disney, who said, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And our book of the day is Creating a Data-Driven Organization. Practical Advice from the Trenches by Carl Anderson. So what are we talking about today anyway? Well, I was inspired this week by New Year's and I was thinking about New Year's resolutions. What do we do every year? We think about the last year, which is what we did last week. We thought about 2017. We went all the way through what we had done from a reporting perspective, what our technology had done for us, We sort of got to where we could outline a few opportunities, but we were mostly looking to be able to report out on what it is we had accomplished in 2017. Well, 2017 is over, and now here we are in 2018, and we've got the whole year in front of us. It's a blank slate, and that makes me think about New Year's resolutions, makes me think about fresh starts, new chances, new things that we're going to implement, and new things we want to accomplish, right? And in thinking about New Year's resolutions, I thought about what one of my New Year's resolutions was for 2017. And my New Year's resolution for 2017 was to declutter. My father was in the United States Navy. And so growing up as what we call a Navy brat, we moved a lot. I think that spending three years in one state is a really long time. Spending three years in one house to me is even a long time. And I've been in my current house for over two years. I'm not planning on moving this year. And the clutter was starting to drive me insane. When you move, that's a great opportunity to toss out the things that you don't need to make sure that you don't have all of these old things that you don't need anymore that you're taking to this new location. So that's a great opportunity to purge all the things you don't need. I didn't have that opportunity this year, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do something I normally don't have to do. I'm going to go through a house that I'm not moving from, and I am going to purge everything that is unnecessary or unneeded from this place. It's going to be fresh, clean, fresh, clean start. I'm going to do that all through 2017. And I did. I went through the entire house and got that all done. 
If you're interested to learn how I did that, I will get into that on Friday in episode 92. So that's a little sneak peek for you of what's coming on Friday. Anyway, today what I think we should focus on is decluttering, but specifically for your reports. Now, I think it's a good time for us to do this because we just got done talking last Monday about reviewing the end of the year and I had you get out all of your reports from the previous year, kind of go through them, find out what your wins were, what your opportunities were, and we had all of that sort of already done. So now if you can just go back to that data that you found from last week and look for what your opportunities were in those reports. That's what we're going to start with right now. And I know you're going to stop me. You're probably thinking, why do I even need to declutter my reports? This sounds made up. It's really not made up. Here's why you need to declutter because reports evolve over time. You know, we add things when people request something to be added to our reports, but we may not always go back and remove things. And busy, scattered reports don't properly convey the information you're trying to share because information is being put on top of information and it's being sort of convoluted with information that matters versus information that doesn't really matter. And the other thing is, even if you are good at removing things that you don't need, if things always start to look the same, we stop looking at them. So if you're handing the same report to the same executives week after week, month after month, year after year, guess what? They might not be looking at it. They're assuming that it says basically the same thing. So you're thinking, okay, great, I agree. I'll go ahead and declutter these reports, but how do I know what I need to keep and what I need to toss? You can refer back to episode 13, which is titled Reports, the what, the why, and the impact. This lets you know really deeply what we should be including on our reports in a specific manner so that you can make sure you're having maximum impact with the reports that you're turning in. You want to make sure that you're including information that your audience needs. So whoever the report is specifically targeted to, you want to make sure that you are focusing information that they need at them in their report. Otherwise, it's just going to be another email that's in their inbox that they may or may not even bother to open. The other thing you want to make sure you include are quantifiable successes. Make sure that when you're saying that there was a win, give some measure around that. Have something to compare it to. What percent increase did you have of something? Or conversely, what percent decrease did you have? What is the difference from this month to last month? In digital and social customer care, we are probably very familiar with the metrics that we use. And we might forget that people in other departments or people that have purview over a larger chunk of the organization, they may not be as familiar. So if we say, hey, we handled 70,000 posts this month, they go, that's great. What is that normal? Is that good or bad? What was it compared to last month? So you want to make sure that they are giving some sort of benchmarks where people can have a quantifiable difference. So keep all of that information. What is a quantifiable success? And another thing that you can include on reports, I'm a big fan of reports not necessarily being only numbers. You can include some highlights and some data that's talking about 
opportunities you've located or wins that you've had. And most importantly, I think you should include financial impacts. I talk about that a lot through all the different episodes of the show that you want to be able to show financial impacts about your digital customer support program because being able to see all of those financial impacts for leaders of contact centers is fairly new in some cases, especially around social media. So keep all of that. What should you remove then? If you're keeping all of that, what should you remove? Remove outdated information. If you were tracking something at some point that used to be very important to the organization, but it's not anymore, go ahead and remove that. For example, if you used to track average handle time and that was the biggest important thing for your social customer care program, that's what you were tracking too. But now you've realized that you're able to capture initial response time and you know that responding very quickly to customers is where it's at right now for digital and social customer support programs, then maybe what you need to do is deprioritize or remove the average handle time feature from your frequent reporting. Probably need to make sure you have it on your monthly reporting, maybe even your weekly reporting because it it does financially impact the business to some extent. But the real story should be in that initial response time where we talk about in the travel industry with companies like Hertz and Alaska Airlines, how they're responding within five minutes sometimes, which is fantastic. That's their initial response time to their customers. And that's very important, especially when you're on the go and you're traveling. You want to make sure that you're able to get a very quick response because if we think about the use case, your overall average handle time when you're talking about renting a car or getting on an airplane is really not as important as how long it takes for you to initially get back to someone who's trying to catch an airplane or who may be leaving your rental car facility pretty soon. So you want to make sure that that initial response time is captured. So outdated information, get rid of it. Extraneous data. If you've got extra information, sometimes extra is just extra. You might be clouding the issue by adding too many things. Here's an example. You know those word clouds that we really love where it talks about the words that people are saying and some words are going vertically and some words are going horizontally and some words are bigger than others and they're in different colors? This is fun. This was one of the fun things that came out of social engagement tools. However, sometimes on some reports, it's just distracting. Make sure that whatever you're including is relevant to the report that you're delivering and not just trying to make the report look pretty because when it's pretty but it's not relevant, it just becomes distracting. So speaking of that, how should you organize all of this data? I recommend that you chunk the data by putting like things together. And make sure that you put most important information above the fold. What do I mean by above the fold? Above the fold is sort of an old-fashioned term that refers to newspaper printing. So if you think about a newspaper, when it's delivered to you, it's folded in half. And when you open it up, what you see on the front page when the newspaper is folded in half is considered to be above the fold. Your important data when you are giving a report should be, quote unquote, above the fold. And what I mean by that is if you've got a report that pops up and there's a preview in somebody's page when they're reading their email, make sure that the important data is right there 
above the fold. Also consider that when you're emailing these reports to folks, you might put the bullet points that you want to call out in that email rather than just counting on them to open the attachment because I know that we put a lot of heart and soul and time into the reports that we create, but if you think about how many emails that you get where you skim and you don't open the attachments, it might be more than it used to be because the volume of emails that we get is overwhelming. I told somebody the other day that I may have 26,000 emails in all of my different inboxes. I know, isn't that insane? But it's not unusual for people to do that because you use your email as a filing cabinet sometimes. Maybe that'll be my New Year's resolution for 2018 is to get those emails down. I'm not sure. Anyway, so that's some information on decluttering your reports, why you need to do it, what should you keep, what should you toss, how should your information be organized. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't give you some steps after all of that information on how I recommend that you go about all of this. So five steps to streamlining your reports. The first thing you want to do is print out one of your reports and grab a pen. Like I said, I'm a Gen Xer, so I'm a pen and paper kind of girl. If you are better at doing this online, more power to you, I say print them out. Second thing I want you to do is make sure that you are thinking about the audience for the report. You can refer back to episode 12, Strategic Internal Alliances, that gives you a really deep dive into the most common departments inside of large organizations and the information that might be important to them and the information that you would hope to get back from them. That gives you a very long view of all these departments. Once you have your audience determined, circle what is important and currently relevant to that department. You can consider these key performance indicators. Perhaps the recipient of this report is interested in things like cost per transaction, initial response time, average handle time. There's a long list on the show notes at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 88. You might think about which particular channels would be interesting to them or which particular events might be interesting. If you're delivering a report to marketing, for example, about customer engagement and what has happened with the customers, potentially they want to know about particular events and what happened at the event. If you're delivering a report to customer operations, maybe they want to know what happened, why, the impact. So different departments want different event reporting information. You also might want to consider reporting out on your special ops. See episode 23, Reporting on Special Ops, for more information on that. By special ops, I'm really referring to things that you have called out as special pet projects that you're really focusing on. So this could be like staffing, training, opening new channels, initiatives, things like that. And don't forget about reporting on return on investment. If you have people interested in the financial aspects of what you're doing with your digital and social customer support program, you might want to make sure that they've got information around cost per transaction and deflection. When I say deflection, I mean deflection from the call center to the social customer care channel or deflection from social customer care to self-service or to the community. These are also important deflection pieces to be thinking about. And then obviously the overall return on investment. Now, before you change 
anything permanently, step four is to make sure that you are seeking feedback from, and I like to seek feedback from all around the circle. So you want to seek feedback from your leadership, but don't forget to get feedback from your direct reports, especially from your analytics team too. Don't forget that you want to check in with them, find out if there are going to be any negative impacts to you removing a metric. If there's an audience that you're not even aware of that gets reports from your analytics team, make sure that you're not removing anything that's necessary. And then finally reach out to the report audience because if the analytics team can't calculate the information that you're proposing to put on that report, then it's not going to make it on the report. Once you've got all your feedback and everybody's green lighted this, just go ahead and implement your changes in step five. And there you have it. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. Also brought to you by Ticket Liquidator. Did you get tickets you didn't really want for Christmas? No problem. Go to Ticket Liquidator and you can sell your concert, sport, or theater tickets. Or if you're looking for tickets, you can buy them there too. Just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the ad for Ticket Liquidator now. All right, this has been Manic Monday. Tune in tomorrow for Tech Tuesday, where we discuss all things technology related to delivering fantastic digital and social customer care. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 